Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing, fighting monsters, and reading shitty knockoff storybooks to each other. It's kind of one of those episodes. Um, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Joel. Uh, hi. Um, good morning. You woke up 15 seconds before we started recording, so this is going to be great. Is this what this was like for Luke all the time? Uh-huh, apparently. <laughs> Luke and, and me, yeah. Like, that's, this yeah. is what happens. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you uh, should we've be. Got, we've got uh, Mike. Hey, how's it going? We've got Matt. It's me, and I'm tired, too. We have our friend Emily. Yo, I'm back. And uh, we have a new guest this week. We have uh, our new friend, Greg, who's a different Greg. Yes, I'm Greg too. We we should come up like a, a very distinct name for me. Are you, are you American? Because you could, you could be American Greg. Because the other Greg's Canadian. No, uh, I've got the perfect yeah. name. Okay. More different Greg's name is now Gorblethorpe. <laughs> I don't like I know, that. I was no. thinking, I'm thinking something simple. Like he can be Greg because he was first. I can be Greg. Greg, Greg is Greg. also pretty Greg good. sounds cool. It's I like an still, orc name. I still think we should rename him Gorblethorp. <laughs> well, <laughs> Matt, well, let's let's I, table that decision for now. Okay. So, Greg, so Greg, um, why don't Greg. you tell the the Greg? Thank you. Why don't you tell uh, our listeners what it is that you do on the internet? I am a YouTuber, which I think. Is a level below podcaster in terms of no, the internet hierarchy? I don't think that's true. Roughly equivalent. Yeah, I would agree with that. You're it. It, it means you're you're less likely to to sell like underwear in in advertisements and more likely to say racist things. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had coffee in my mouth. Don't do that. <laughs> Not that we're implying you're a racist, mind you. Just. You may have accidentally gotten into a heated moment and said some things that you later deeply regretted. It's just a statistical likelihood. Go ahead, Greg. Oh God. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have a I have a channel called Pop Arena. It's a uh, it's a general pop culture 
uh, channel, but oh, I get uh, it now. It's a pop arena. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, it took me a second too, to be honest. <laughs> well, we we were talking earlier, and and uh, Emerald, uh, Emily, Emerald, Emily, yeah. em, no, everything works. <laughs> it's, it's Emerald in the Skype chat. Yeah, you can call um, that if you like. Yeah, uh, Emily uh, thought it was, first. It was a Pap Arena. Oh God! Which, no. Which, no, 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 no. I'm, Listen, I'm, okay. Pap can mean more than that thing that you're all thinking. Oh, well, sure, yes, <laughs> yeah. But even if it's not the thing we're all thinking, it's still not really particularly flattering. I'm sorry, I thought <laughs> it was okay. maybe like a name. Like I, I, I didn't get the fact that it was Pop Arena. I thought it was like a name of or something. Like, oh, maybe they handle that. Like, I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, it, it's a general uh, pop culture channel, but it's it's about two thirds book reviews, which is what makes my stuff distinct, I suppose. Yeah, that's not super common. I there's a couple like I can't think of one or two book podcasts, but even those are not like focused solely on books. It's usually like sometimes we'll talk about a book. It's not like a it's a tougher thing to do, I think, because you don't have. Um, like easy ready video yeah. or anything to show while you're talking about a book in general is just a larger time investment than just about any other piece of media. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I mentioned before sure. uh, I I uh, used to follow a podcast called Read It and Weep, and they were initially a book podcast, and just just because of the realities of having to read like a book every week, they eventually started just doing movies too. It just kind of devolved. Here's the problem with books. They're just movies where you have to do all the work yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So, like, what? I, I, two two things I want to say is that I noticed you like reviewed like Animorphs stuff and Goosebumps, and when we did an Animorphs book for War and Beast, I will say books take more time events, but time uh, time investment. But Animorph books can be like two hours reading, and you're done. Oh yeah, yeah. Even if you're the slowest reader, you can generally knock out. The old kitty scholastic books out in like an evening. And the other thing I wanted to ask is, why did you decide to go with um, YouTube and not podcasting, which seems like a fit for a book? As you said, there's not a lot of visual medium to books. Mm. Um, I don't. Know. I can <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I'm just, I was just curious. I but that's fair. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anybody. So it's like YouTube is where where people who don't know anybody go to do their well, podcast. There is a, so. I, think <laughs> I think there is a good point there in that YouTube um, maybe has a higher potential audience if you're just starting out. Because mm. like you throw a podcast out into the ether, like how are people going to find that? Also, YouTube is nice in that you don't need like anything really in terms of you don't need a website need R- to set up an RSS feed. Yeah. You don't need a website. You don't, which is awesome. Like that's, that's definitely, I've thought about it for a while for even for a podcast. I was like, I don't know, just slap an image on there. And like, I mean, that is a thing people fine. do. Yeah. I mean like yeah. super best friends has their podcast on YouTube. Um, the, the game Grumps' new podcast is on YouTube. Like the, uh, lots of stuff. Yeah. Like that. Norm McDonald has a YouTube podcast. Excuse me. Norm Macdonald a- has a podcast on YouTube. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Well, it's it's weird because he calls it a podcast, but like they actually take video of them talking about it too. I so it's really saying, just a radio, sh- like a I video show. You were show. saying McDonald's has a podcast. Like our McDonald's uh-huh. has a podcast. I'm like, wait, what? Your specific McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, the franchise near me. Yeah. Corporate <laughs> podcasts are actually a thing. Like I'm sure. companies hey, have hey, their own podcasts. Hey weird. y'all, remember how this started with us asking Greg about what he do? 
No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, so, um, so yeah, you you can follow Greg's stuff on uh, Pop uh, Pop Arena is the name of the YouTube channel. Yes. Okay. Cool. And I've actually been checking out some of your like Nickelodeon stuff, especially, which is fun for me because, um. I remember going on a kick a couple of years ago, like trying to figure out which of the Nicktoons hold up, and the answer is not very many. Of not them. a lot of them, no. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, and I, I watched the Mystic Knights video you did, and that, yeah, that was really well done. Like, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's the video that got got us kind of in each other's orbit. Is uh, I did a video on uh, Mystic Knights of Tirnanog, which is Saban's attempt at doing a Power Rangers type show without any Sentai footage. Yeah, it's something. Which, which went about as well as you'd expect from that description. It's, it's not. It's not even yeah. like. It's not even like like Power Rangers weird. It's just kind of lame. Yes, yeah, I would like agree it. with well, that. Yeah, because all of the like really really interesting stuff either came from the Sentai or from them trying to work with the Sentai. Like right. Yeah, Power Rangers is straight up alchemy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So to speak, speaking of Power Rangers, one thing we also do with uh, with new guests is we ask them like, what is their history with Power Rangers? Yeah. So like, what is what is your what is your history with this show? Well, I was a day one kid. Um, oh wow, nice. Yeah, I was I was there day of the dumpster on. Yeah, huge thing for yeah, for me for for my cousin uh, who lived like nearby, and so we have we would have. Little kitty play dates, and they would usually they would they would they would usually end end up with like one of us karate kicking the other to a coffee <laughs> table or something. And yeah, I watched seasons one, two, three. I would have kept going uh, past Alien Rangers, but at that point, our family ended up without television for two years. And oh, uh, yeah, rough. so I didn't I didn't get to see Zio. So the last. The last regular Mighty Morphin Power Rangers I saw was the command center blowing up and like Oh, oh man, that's <laughs> Well, I mean that's a nice like end point if you want to just end it there. It's like, well, that story's over. Guess guess we done Z one. Yep, that settles that. I'm wiping my hands of this nonsense. That was pretty much how it was for Power Rangers for a while. When I came back, um when when I got television again, I think it was like at the near the uh No, no, it was in space. In space had just begun. And at that point, it was you no know, completely different cast. Yeah, and that's I, tough. I, I assumed incorrectly that it was like a straight up reboot. Yeah, that it had like no connection to the previous stuff. So, like, I guess this isn't my story anymore. And so I stopped for quite a, for quite a while. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. In space, like, does continue the like Zordon stuff, but. Like you said, none of the characters are the same, so it is. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I I did eventually go back and caught up to that point, but there's really very few references, except uh, Bulk and Skull still being there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the, one of the things you mentioned, and I'm actually not sure we've talked about this too much. Is uh. Like the idea of play acting out Power Rangers stuff, and so did you actually like kick your cousin when, when you were doing? Oh this yeah, stuff? Well, well, here's the thing: the the two things we were into at the time was Power Rangers and WCW. 
Oh, oh my god, yes. That combination. We, we, it's lucky we're not, neither of us are dead. Yeah, for sure. See, when I was a kid, I would play like Power Rangers and we would do like kicking and punching and stuff, but our mom always made sure that we were like shadow boxing. Like we'd be like punching right. invisible putties and yeah. stuff and pretending like we're fighting things, but we would never like, we would never fight each other for play. Like sometimes we would fight each other because that's, you know kids but (laughs) it wasn't related to playing (laughs) yeah i i i mean i definitely did that where i would like pretend there were putties and also we've already mentioned the tree incident which we won't talk about oh don't worry don't worry we talk about (laughs) plenty (laughs) you lost a fist fight to a tree Listen, that tree was a foot a foot clan ninja and I had to beat it up and it won. Zach, which actually, was unfortunate. I, I need to I need to ask something uh related to something I recorded last night. Uh-huh. Have you ever been deceived by a tree? <laughs> Have I ever yeah, been Yeah, like has a tree deceived? ever tricked you into something? Uh no, they're usually pretty straightforward. I just tried to punch a tree, which is not advisable. No, trees are not straightforward. They can be deceitful. They can hide the corpulent flesh of your enemies. Okay. I don't get this reference, but I'm there just There is no get- reference. It's simply a statement of fact. <laughs> okay. It's I'm going to move on. The reference is so, mad. So, Greg, um, have you watched anything, like, since then? Or or has that kind of been your... um? your wheelhouse for Power Rangers. I haven't like caught up with any like current series. Like I haven't, uh, I've only watched, uh, like clips of the Nickelodeon stuff, but, okay. but, uh, right around the time Linkara's history of Power Rangers was coming out, I started to like look back at all the stuff I missed. Okay. And I've, I haven't watched all this series, but I kind of, I started on like the ones people like really recommended like the, the say the good ones like time force and uh rpm sure oh, both. yeah i like both those those are good yeah so i i watched those i haven't watched like wild force or the the one where they're firemen um <laughs> oh you mean oh, lightspeed uh, rescue? Rescue? rescue yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like the, I, like the, I like the premise of that one yeah that they're that one's weird. They're rescue a heroes, is, but power Yeah, a lot of it is them saving people, like, not from monsters, but, you know, it's fine. So, you know, that thing that we've pointed out that the Power Rangers really should be doing? Yeah. Like, there was a huge earthquake in uh, yes. Angel Grove, and, like, people are trapped under buildings. Maybe send in the superheroes to deal with that. It's, it's still <laughs> weird to, like, see the Power Rangers working for, like, the government. Although I guess that's not necessarily any worse than like, hey, a mystical head in a tube told us to do it, but like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's kind of a wash between them and Zordon. <laughs> like, listen, uh, a healthy skepticism of your government is a good thing to have, but also a giant alien tube wizard is not like something you should immediately trust off the bat. Also, so it's what? Fine. Why? <laughs> So, okay, well, we're happy to have you on, Greg, and we're going we're gonna to talk about the episode in just a second. I do have a talking about things to do. Talking about things. No, things or things? Thangs. Also, his name is Greg. I thought his we decided on Greg. I'm hey, sorry. Keep forgetting I, that, still, Zach. I, I still think we should have named him Gorble Floor. Yeah, Zach, what is it with you and the A's today? Like, you're just not nailing them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sleepy. So, it's actually <laughs> something that. 
that Greg brought to our attention mm-hmm. um, that I'd never heard about. But uh, apparently, uh, after the Oklahoma City bombing in the mid nineties, oh, it's gonna be good. Like when you lead with that, yeah. Yeah, uh, apparently there was a special on Fox Kids Network um, called uh, Talking It Out, which is great because talking about things, talking about... Anyway, uh, <laughs> and essentially it was... Can we, can we rename our segment to Talking It Out? Talking It Out. Because <laughs> every, every week we talk about the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. Oh no! Let's not do that. <laughs> Talking it out and also not killing a shitload of people with a truck packed full of explosives. Oh god! So uh, he. Um, I mean, sure that we could just pick a different terrorist act to talk about each week. No, I, why? I mean, god, we could, no. I mean, honestly, we could just be a current events podcast at that point. But I don't want to do that. That's like why we're doing this. Let's talk about fun things. Not so, no. Wait, you don't want to talk about domestic terrorism. No, we, I don't. We could okay. re- we could rename the show "Teenagers with Suicide Vests." No, oh, no. no. <laughs> so, so John, uh, this was hosted by John Walsh, but it, which, if you don't remember, uh, America's Most Wanted host John Walsh, um, and but for some reason, on all the advertising for the uh, like on the Fox Kids block. It was advertised um, by David Yost, uh, Billy, and he would come on, and I'll try to remember to put the little clip in the um, uh, in the Facebook and the, the Twitter, the well, Twitters. It's, it, like, the only thing we could find was, like, a, a, a plug for it, and it's, like, 20 seconds long. Like, uh, Eric can probably just put the audio in. You know, on the Power Rangers, we get into some pretty scary situations, but what we do is just pretend. Nobody really gets hurt. Sometimes in the real world, real things happen that frighten us, and we should talk about them. So join me and the other Power Rangers for the special Talking It Out, right after an all-new X-Men tomorrow morning on Fox Kids. Because, like, the special itself doesn't seem to be online anywhere immediately no, accessible. I, I no, I couldn't find it. And, but and, near as we can tell, yeah. like, just the Power Rangers were there to bookend it. And it was basically just to get the kids to watch. It's like, fuck it. Like, we, we need kids to mm-hmm. watch this thing. And they love the Power Rangers. Well, well, uh, we brought this up because this aired like roughly around the same time as the episode we're talking about today. Yeah, it's got Aisha and Adam yeah. and, and Rocky. Yeah. And I have like some pretty strong memories of it happening. And um, yeah, it opened. It opens with a primer where some of the Power Ranger actors come out and they're like, hi, I'm David Yost. I play Billy. I'm I'm Johnny Young Bosch. I play Adam. And they they're making like a distinction between the fantasy of television and right. and reality uh, for for little kids. And there's a transcript out there, and this is like a transcript from memory, but it kind of matches yes. it, it matches my memories, so it, it's I think it's accurate. Where they come out and they're like, "Hi, I'm David. I'm Johnny. I'm Steve. I'm Karen." And according to the transcript, it goes. Uh, uh, David Yost says when we play the Power Rangers we find ourselves in some pretty scary situations yeah roll scene from a real fish story yeah that's one of the <laughs> that's the episode where B- Billy is scared of fish no no yeah. no no no. that's the one where all the fish monsters come back oh, is right? it yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah, shit yeah. you're right I'm yeah, sorry my yeah, bad yeah. yeah so they're making this distinction uh, between television and real life and I'm I'm curious 
what they think children think television is because either they, <laughs> they, they think they think either kids think that both the Power Rangers punching a shark monster and a hundred and some odd people dying in a building explosion are both real are both real or kids both think they're fake. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point. I Because so I think like I feel like when I was a kid, there was a like I knew it wasn't real. But it, it's not like something I thought about. I, I don't think I was sitting there like the Power Rangers are out there somewhere. Like I don't believe that that was the case. Uh, but I do remember having like so when I was little, um, the first Gulf War was on was like televised pretty heavily, mm-hmm. and I remember not it being on, but like not understanding what it was or why like my parents were freaked out or anything. So like, I don't think that little kids really get what that stuff is, which is sort of like, I understand why they felt it would be important to sit down and like talk to kids uh, about what was happening and, and why it was important. And, and uh, the other thing that, that, is that they say the Power Rangers say in this special is like, hey, you should if you see something scary on TV that's real, talk to your parents about it, talk to your big brother or whatever. See, and, and that's and, that's really the crux of what it should have been was, hey, talk to your parents, kids, because because t- actors on TV are not the right people to tell you about this <laughs> kind of shit. Right, I think that's actually really smart. It's not like it was a, a show where it was like. Uh, we're going to tell you what to think about this. It's not, it was like, just it's not like, like that uh, on The Simpsons when uh, the Canary Islands got attacked or whatever, and Krusty interrupted the show to start talking about it and like pulls down these slides and starts going over like yeah. the military history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, kids, here's no, what's it, happening. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of clever to just like, hey, you really like make sure you talk to your parents about this. It's scary, and it's okay to be scared, and and. But but talk to your kid. Uh, talk to your kids. Don't talk to yeah. your kids. You shouldn't yeah, have kids, kids, kids talk, talk to your kids. kids. Yeah. <laughs> kids um, talk to each other. Yeah. But yeah. So so they. It's it's a weird thing. I did not know this existed until Greg brought it up. So I'm I'm glad he did. Greg, holy shit, Greg. Sorry, <laughs> but, but I will say this. I'm. The first thing I thought when I found out about this was, oh, God, did they do one of these after 9-11? And Mm. I Googled it, and I don't think so. I think that that style of, like, PSA special was not... Their own, there was their own, there was, there was, 9 11 had its own things like that, but not exactly the sure. same. Like, yeah. like the, the, the Marvel comic, the Spider Man issue, where, you know, there's oh, stuff, yeah, stuff that happens. So, that thing's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor if, Doom. If people don't is know about, about it, there's, 9/11. there is a, there is a, yeah, so that's, there's a comic <laughs> special that came out around 9 11, and like, it's it's Spider Man like coming to the rubble. God, I don't like talking about this, Ground but zero. it's so stupid. Uh, and I mean, really, all like, you need, like we could just say Doctor Doom cried at nine eleven and 9/11. move on. Like we, that yeah. really is all you need to know. 
Well, yeah. well, Doctor Doom is literally like, I would never do something like this. It's like you totally have like you a do lot. It every issue, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you kill you kill like this many people in like three issues. Yeah, like yeah, yeah he probably looks like so oh dumb. oh three thousand dead amateurs. Watch this. And also, right, see, that's ep- the Doctor Doom response right there. Right, like, I could do it better. And also, there's episode or or there's like parts of that issue where like. Like, firemen are mad at Spider-Man for not being there, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? Why are you doing this, Marvel? <laughs> like, that actually, that actually really sucks, because they've created a situation now where this real-life tragedy that, yes, an imaginary superhero could have probably helped prevent, like, <laughs> actually happened. What Spider-Man supposed to do about that shit, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just I mean, really... I like, Iron could Man probably could have, is the thing. Is he supposed to spin a fucking web and stop the planes? Yes. Like, come the fuck on. Yes, well, absolutely. Once, once the plane, he, yeah, he could do that. And also, like, Spider-Man's, like, canonically held up the Daily Bugle before when, like, it was about to fall over. Hold on. Which is hold a on. skyscraper. Somebody go to Stanley and ask him how thick the Spider-Man web has to be to stop a plane. Oh, fuck. Can, can, it's, hold on. I regret mentioning this comic, is <laughs> the, what I'm saying. The, the <laughs> alternate approach is to do what DC Comics did and just say 9-11 didn't happen in our universe. Because it doesn't yeah. make sense for that to go through when there's a Superman. I kind of tend to agree. But uh, is Arva Tower still there in DC then? I don't. I think they know. just stopped drawing them in the New York skyline. Yeah. Okay. I, all, all I'm saying DC is doesn't that actually go to New York that often. Fluid. It's true. Yeah, because yeah, DC actually <laughs> takes New York and split it DC, into two other cities. DC okay. prefers to make their own cities. Hold it's on, Mar- hold on, hold on. Marvel uses real places. Genuine question: How many times has this show gone on a tangent about 9/11? Because I know it's at least twice at this it's point. It's definitely more than I'm comfortable with. So I mean, it's the defining about, event of our generation. What do you want? Sure. So, so how about we move on to the episode then? Uh, and I, I don't know. Can we keep? Can we keep talking about 9/11? Yeah, we I cannot. feel like I'm. I feel like I'm no. more prepared to talk about 9/11 than this episode. It's, quite it, frankly, it is. It is not at all relevant to the story. Oklahoma City bombing, sure, go nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> anyway, so, speaking of domestic acts of terrorism, let's talk about this episode of Power Rangers. Oh, it's not. I that's mean, not that's not nice. Rough. <laughs> so, uh, this is episode 48 of season two. Storybook Rangers Part 1. And before we get into it, let's talk briefly about, holy shit, what a useless two-parter. Why the fuck is this two episodes? (laughs) Why is it any episodes? Well, yes, also that, but boy. I mean, why do anything? Life is meaningless. (laughs) Jeez, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this episode opens uh, at school. And they're having a book fair. I really like that book. (laughs) Come on, look at this book. I just don't know which one I want. I mean, there's so many to choose from. You know, one of the things about Power Rangers that's interesting is, like, they're at school, but none of the stuff they do at school, like, really conjures memories for me because... Again, oh. <laughs> as we've mentioned multiple times, they're basically, even though they're teenagers, their classes appear to be, like, 
second grade level. Oh, yeah. Like, I, we had book fairs all the time in elementary school. Right, yeah. Oh, we totally, so, had, we totally had book fairs in high school. Like, it was in the oh, library, yeah? but yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't remember any book fairs in high school. We definitely had a lot of them in elementary school. I remember buying, like... Captain Underpants books and stuff like that. I and, uh, yes. and like, I remember appropriately yeah. enough the fucking goosebumps all the ding dang time in my oh, little, yeah. like scholastic. Those scholastic fairs were amazing. I love them. Yeah. They were the fucking best. You know, you know what else I bought from a scholastic thing? It was from a flyer, not from the actual book fair. Sonic R on the PC. What? Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. Get that from a book fair? We, yeah, we well we ordered it from the flyer from the book fair. From like the so book order. selling yeah. it. Yeah. They sell games sometimes. The little tiny like PC games, like yeah. That's that is news Usually to me. Usually they were educational games. I don't know why Sonic R was on there, but I remember we got That's it. That's weird. I mean it teaches you the importance of running fast. Yeah. yeah, I also didn't know Sonic R came out for the PC. Yeah, that's so. where I played oh, it as a kid. Yeah, that's where I had it growing up. Huh. I, yeah, I, me too. I played that game. Here's the thing about Sonic R is clearly Zach, bad. you're the weird one for not playing it on PC. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad the, the we're talking about, about Sonic, Sonic R. <laughs> is uh, you can 100% that game in about an hour. Well, yeah, and so I did okay, about a great. thousand times. Oh my god! Okay, so <laughs> like that's all I had for my computer was I had the fucking Sonic R and then like t- like all like seven different volumes of You Don't Know Jack. Like that, that sure. was PC gaming for me. I love you, Mike. <laughs> Mike, that really sums you up really well. <laughs> My high school did have a book fair, but it was a after-school weekend book fair for like the world. Like, I mean, oh, for, like, like for, it was like, like public. It was yeah, like a yeah. Public it was, it was a fair. it was a public sale, which is smart because how many how many teenagers are going to come to school with the intent of buying books during only like, the nerds like during yeah. class like i think yeah. i think school's in session when this is going on well, this might be like a period where like so book when we had book fairs at in elementary school we would like have like okay instead of classes we're gonna go to this book fair but it wouldn't be during yeah. class it would be like they would take out time from class to do the book fair i think I, I, I'm actually trying to think about it, and now I think we did have them later on, but I think it was more like, the book fair is this week, so here's a flyer with things you can buy, fill it out and give it back to me. It was not yeah, like... Yeah, see, I definitely remember browsing around our school library and looking at all the, like, um, you know, junk that you could buy. Like... Sure. Like, erasers with that are, like, shaped like things, and... Oh, erase, like eraser topper things? Like, this Top, one's well, a puppy. toppers, or like, I had some like spaceships that were made out of eraser material, but like, they were little rockets and stuff. Those yeah, things nice. were always like bad actually at erasing, weren't they? They were worthless as erasers. They were just really floppy little, uh, like, toy figurines. I, I had an eraser that was uh, WCW's uh, Sting. Fantastic. <laughs> so I had this. I have this. <laughs> It was like a like a chibi version of this guy this, this this guy in like you know knockoff crow makeup and <laughs> sitting on top of my pencil while I'm taking like geometry class. I know it's not like a new thing like to a- market violent things to children but the idea that sting a character whose whole thing is that he beat people with a baseball bat <laughs> was like 
marketed to small children as like, look at this cute version of this dude what got a baseball bat. Like, <laughs> so now, now hold on, now hold on. I'm I'm not the most familiar with wrestling. That seems like it's uh, hitting someone with a baseball bat. Seems like it breaks the rules a little bit. That seems no. See, um, that seems outside matches. the purview of of, of wrestling. Hardcore no, you, what, what you gotta understand is the Sting is like a supernatural creature that comes from the roof. Yes. And so it, it's not like he was really. I'm sorry. Did you say comes from the roof? Like any yes. roof? Yeah, no, he would like live in the raft. So okay, you would have oh, be having a match. Okay, got you. You would be having a match, and then like the camera would pan up to the rafters, and it would show Sting, and then he would use his magic powers to turn all the lights in the stadium out, mm-hmm. and then when they came back on, the wrestlers in the ring would just be like on the floor, and then there would be a bat in the middle of the arena, and he'd be gone. It seemed like so it seemed like in the rules <laughs> in the rules in the nineties, like it, with wrestling with both. Uh, uh, WCW and WWF uh, seemed like the general rule was like at least one third of the wrestlers on the roster have to be supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. That's why so fucking stupid. Uh, I love it. I love it. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Anyway, so let's talk about the episode again. So <laughs> what episode? We had a book yeah, fair. we got we got two, we got like twenty seconds in. I think that's good. <laughs> we have a book fair. And uh, Adam and Billy Billy found quantum physics made fun. He's been Uh, looking for this book for a while. It's It's not even called quantum physics made fun, which makes sense. It's called quantum physics can be fun. (laughs) Like it is possible for it to be good. Well, here's the yeah, but here's the thing: you can never tell because as soon as you try to measure how fun it is, it stops being fun. (laughs) Can we talk briefly about the fact that Billy is dying the top of his hair, but only the top of his hair? Like, <laughs> really? His, I just the sides of his head are, are still oh, it brunette. Is bit, it is a bit bleached, yeah. Yeah. It could be sun kinda, bleached. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little weird. So they're all talking yeah, about- Yeah, they're probably the- just now getting back from like filming in Australia at about this point. He's probably just been out in the fucking sun. It, it could be, Running yeah. through the jungle with fucking what's-her-name. The oh, the the, co- the cover for this book uh, for uh, for quantum physics can be fun is a guy with test tubes which yeah. isn't quantum physics no but it's just science it's all just in a big science pile gotta filter uh, out here's the them thing electrons. the only person who actually understands what quantum physics is in this universe is Billy and he didn't write this book <laughs> so what do you want yeah so they all he's, talk he's about gonna read it to laugh at it yeah <laughs> yeah it's read? a shaming thing. So, so they all talk about how great of an idea book fairs are and raise money for the library and and all and that stuff. I love how this one lady comes up. She's like, hey, Aisha, they have a book on fashion. Yeah, so how to, how to break f- into the fashion, fashion industry. business. Cool. Aisha, you have to check out the career table. They actually have a book on how to break into the fashion business. Finally, someone is talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this lady? Because she looks like a teacher. Like, is she doesn't look their age. Am I wrong? No, she's definitely she's that's definitely not kind of how student. people in the show look. Like, that's just kind of how teens are. I was gonna are. say she could just she could be either or really. She could be a teacher or just a random teenager. But yeah, I just love the whole like Aisha's a girl, so fashion guys. It's yeah. just so weird. It's so weird when non-rangers like like this acknowledge person the who, rangers I, well well it's more that like hey hey kimberly how are you doing great 
Bye. You'll never <laughs> exist again. Like it's just this, it's just, it's. I I've been listening to uh, you guys' early episodes, and you guys talk about like talking about like how when actors talk, they have to be paid more. And, yes, and like well, that's why they like dubbed over a lot of ancillary characters early on. Yeah. Was this woman worth the $25,000 <laughs> for that one line? $25,000. That's a little much. God, yeah, $25,000 to drop a line on a fucking kid's show. Sign you me know, up. whatever they paid for. It's, I don't know why See, they stopped here's the thing. You don't have to pay. The easiest paycheck this woman ever made. Yeah, so here's the yeah. thing. You don't have to pay them much. Saban is just very, very cheap. Yeah, I think it's more that. I, I don't know why they stopped doing that. Because they, they have more money with, now. Yeah, with the kids, too. Because it was, it was mostly children, and I, I think they stopped doing that, too. So um, so we cut over to Kim and Tommy, and Kimberly picks up a book, and it's like... I love fairy tales. I always wanted to be a princess and get rescued by a handsome prince on a white horse. <laughs> or uh, what about a white tiger? That would work. <laughs> Kim, you are canonically one of the strongest women on earth. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'm a, I was a little, I was a little perturbed by that. I'm like, really, Kim? Like superhero? Like, yeah, have like, some, have some self agency here, lady. <laughs> well, my favorite part is Tommy because he is the smoothest fucking I operator. It. I love it. It's like, what about a white tiger? I have one of those. Is that okay? I'll use that instead. I bet <laughs> it, was, it was, was kind of cute, actually, that line. And, and I liked it. Kimberly's like, that'd work. And Tommy <laughs> is just like, yes, got points. <laughs> <laughs> so Kimberly finds this book. And, oh, man, I, I, we've <laughs> talked about before in in, and it's not uncommon, but, like, you know how in TV shows they'll whenever a video game is mentioned they make up video games and yeah. and it's always like really obvious because they always have it it's always named like Goblin Destroyer Ten Thousand or Are something. Are you telling that me no Bonestorm doesn't named. sound like an actual video game? Bonestorm does. does sound like a real video game. That's that's fair, but. But, like, it's always something really bad, and, like, whenever they show shots of it, it looks super fake. I don't know that I've ever experienced that with books until this episode. Okay, so since I'm I'm watching this for the first time right now, just spoiler alert, and um, (laughs) Kim pulled out this quote-unquote book and says, my dad used to read this to me as a kid, and I assume she means this very copy that her dad made himself. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have a spine. No, it's, it's, there's no binding. Yeah, it's paper with, uh, like, cardboard glued on the front and back, and that's it. And it's called Grumble the Magic Elf. And the, the best part is that the picture uh, on the front is of the, the monster or a creature, I guess, that we're going to meet in the book. uh, Grumble. And I love that they took the time. To draw a picture of what is Tickle Sneezer the Elf recolored, because that's what the monster is. <laughs> it's, it's a reskin Grumble. Now, here's the thing Grumble the Elf, Magic Elf, is a fictional character within the show. Mr. Okay. Tickle Sneezer is a fictional character oh, within the show. Right. Oh, that's shit. A good point. <laughs> so, so somebody's 
stealing somebody else's intellectual property here. So, okay, so no, no, I've got an alternate explanation. There is an actual, like, creature that is Mr. Tickle Sneezer and Grumble, and he has some sort of connection to the dreamscape. So whenever people <laughs> oh, no. are making up fictional characters, he can uh, invade those... Uh, that's, okay. that's great. This is still <laughs> like a copyright lawsuit. I was gonna say that Tickle Sneezer exists in this world as a fictional character, but only in Trini's dream. Like, a doll Tickle Sneezer doesn't look anything like the big Tickle Sneezer. Wait, okay, okay, Wasn't okay, Tickle yeah. Sneezer no. supposed to be, like, a legend, though? Like, that was... Well, that's, yes. the thing, that's the thing, like, uh, first off, yes, no, the doll, no, the doll I figured didn't look anything like... Okay, yeah, no, I, on, I've got hold it. Hold on, hold on. Greg. Well, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the doll didn't look anything like Tickle Sneezer, but... Because, like, I got into your show, I started rewatching all the old episodes. I actually watched the Mr. Tickle Sneezer episode recently. And Trini has a book with the legend of Mr. Tickle Sneezer, of which this is a poor doll recreation of. Um, and it's clearly the Power Rangers monster in that book. Um, but do they have pictures so, of it? Of him? Yeah, yeah. It's not. They don't get a clear shot of it, but it's oh, in there. damn. Because I was going to say so, that maybe she saw this book and just... Like conflated with two characters, and in her dream, that's why he looks like this. But no, that so I no, now. I've got it. Like the the tickle sneezer was a real creature. Like it was a monster from you know way back in the olden days when Zordon's first war was being waged on Earth or whatever. And um over over the years, that legend got passed down from you know society to society, and it kind of morphed and changed a bit as people migrated and you know went their different ways. So uh, Grumble and Tickle Sneezer actually are come from the exact same uh, original source. And so, okay. so the legend of Mr. Tickle Sneezer happening, having to like open the bottles and set everyone free, became having to learn a lesson about giving orphans gifts through, yes, like, exactly. through like through like a millennia long game of telephone, basically. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's how that's how a lot of legends and like myths end up. Is, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but Mr. T- but uh, Grumble the Magic Elf is dressed like Santa Claus. Yes. And he's delivering toys. Now, Mr. Tickle Sneezer is like uh like a character from like folklore from Trini's family. Is is I, I know the actress was, but was Trini in character? Was she Vietnamese? She was or, nondescript Asian. Asian. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. Well but well, I'm gonna just assume well, I'm just gonna go with the idea that she was Vietnamese. What I think happened was like a Christian missionary. Yep. Went I was to actually going to go there, yep. <laughs> went to Vietnam, saw Mr. Tickle Sneezer, and like, I'm going to culturally appropriate that. Bro- <laughs> brought it back, Christianized it by dressing it like Santa Claus. Oh, my God. And published this book in like oh, the late 50s. That's some fucking cultural appropriation shit. Yep. Yep, yep. I like it. I'm okay. Pr- proud of you, Greg. Okay, okay. Let's... We have it on record. Zach likes cultural appropriation. Yeah, that's what I said. We are 40 minutes into this mm. recording and two minutes into the episode. Let's continue. So um, she says, like, oh, man, this was my favorite book when I was a little girl. My dad used to ring it, uh, read it to me all the time. And Tommy's like, well, I'm on a roll here, so let me buy this for you and continue to be a good boyfriend. So and I, okay, actually- I actually love this because he literally just turns around, hands a guy a dollar bill, 
and like yeah. transaction can was that finish. even a dollar bill? It looks white. Like it wasn't even like a, it didn't <laughs> no, look like an actual piece of paper. paper. It looks like oh, those, are, those, paper. Are, those are those are White Ranger bucks. He uh he, oh, can, okay. he can exchange them for real money. Nobody asks where he gets them. I thought it was a piece of paper that just says "I will kick you" on it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, he. Gets, What's great is that's not actually, even like the cashier. Like that was just some guy, right? Like, he, just, yeah. <laughs> he had an apron on. He's probably working there. They were uh, for some reason people wear aprons when they work at things that don't require aprons. I just like the <laughs> idea that Tommy thinks you can just buy stuff by turning to the nearest person, handing the money, and then just walking off with whatever it is. <laughs> I don't work here, but I'll take your money. Sure, <laughs> I'll take your scrap paper. I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> so uh, at this point, she actually gives him a kiss on the cheek, and I was like, "Oh man, that- yeah, second on okay. kiss in Power Rangers." Yeah, there you go, great. Because I, uh, as we talk about sometimes, I never know if we're supposed to believe that they're still dating. So th- this scene helped me with that. Uh, I'm glad we you cut were up helped. to. Yes, I'm. Me too. We cut up to the moon, <laughs> and Rita's like. Oh man, I've got a great idea, and we have a good, what I think is a pretty good squad and Babu moment. I agree because I just <laughs> I just saw it now. I hope Rita's gonna tell us what she's thinking because we can't think of anything ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of bounce like that's sort of their job now. Is they just bounce? It's been a very long time since I've seen uh, season two footage, and. Like I like this this squat pup squat costume they've had forever, but the the new Babu guy, he's I can't quite place what's about him, but he's, he's it's probably the way he's like doing this weird cringe smile. <laughs> oh, no, we we talked about it when they switched the costumes out, but yeah, the new the new Babu is not good. Uh, so at this point. Um, Rita's like, I've got an idea. The the Pink Ranger loves fairy tales, so I'm gonna. Does she say that right away? Like, I'm gonna trap her. Yeah. In a why fairy don't? Tale? Why doesn't she become one? Part of one? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and then Goldar, who I fucking love Goldar's new role as Snitch because he pops out of fucking nowhere from behind them and just goes. Not without Lord Zed's permission, he demands to know all matters concerning the Power Rangers. Uh, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell Dad you're trying to make a make a plan without him. Yes, exactly. I love how like petty he's gotten. <laughs> Goldar is just the oldest kid who like hates his hates his new mom and is just being like petulant about everything. Oh my God, you're right. She's his new evil stepmom. And he's pissed about it and keeps trying to convince his dad that she's actually bad, but he can't. His stepmom is his old boss. That's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah dad married the babysitter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I want the shitty Disney Channel movie starring Goldar about the evil <laughs> stepmom. <laughs> yeah, it can, uh, be our, it can be our D-comedy crossover. Can we make a Parent Trap remake, but it's two Goldars? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the Japanese, the Japanese Goldar costume and the, and the American one. Yeah, so... Let's get together! Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> I, I also like how it's a return to form of uh, Rita trying to fuck with Kimberly. Yes. Uh, so, he, she's like, listen, you 24-karat freak, which is not bad, uh... I'm Zeddy Poo is taking up, a nap. Yeah, 
you can go wake up Zed if you want, but you know how it goes when you wake up Zed from his his beauty rest, I guess. Oh, yeah, well, yeah uh, when he's in the Zed sleep. And Goldar, like, kind of throws his hands up and is like, fuck it, and just leaves. <laughs> it's so <laughs> great. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Rita's like, something, chapter, I'll be turning the pages, book jokes. Uh, so, oh, I thought you were just a Bob Seger fan. Uh-huh. So we cut down, and um, they're still at the book fair, uh, and they're getting ready to leave. Oh, wait, oh, oh, right, I forgot. Rocky is like, hey, I found this book on meditation. It's really supposed to help your uh, martial arts skills. And Tommy just takes it from Rocky. <laughs> yeah, he's, no, he's like, no, you will not be improving your martial arts skills on my watch. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, oh, cool, that's mine now. <laughs> well, he says, he's like, like, can I borrow this when you're done? But he just takes it out of his hands. So, yeah. Right, yeah, and you're done, done now. <laughs> like, Tommy doesn't Tommy doesn't need to improve his martial arts skills. His kicking is already maxed out and that's the only skill you need. He just does not want Rocky getting any better because he needs to make but sure Tom- Rocky can never challenge him. But Tommy, exactly. I'm not I'm not done with it. I'm not done with it yet. What did you say? <laughs> Nothing. Also Also Kimberly picks up a book and I paused it a couple times to catch it, and I'm pretty sure it's a children's picture dictionary. Oh. oh, oh, yeah. The, the, I I went ahead like frame by frame to see if I could spot any interesting books in this thing, and like wow, dedication. All this, all this well, books are my job here. Uh, the um, I, I'm pretty sure like all the books besides like the the Grumbles prop, besides the books they're going to be using, um, are like pulled from some like old grandma's like garage. Yeah, that yeah, makes, that sounds like. There's like, like Reader Digest condensed books laying around, and I saw a few, uh, a few like historical romance novels. This isn't and... this isn't a book fair. Miss Appleby is just cleaning out her garage. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the prop uh, this... department definitely just went to like a thrift store. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. a lot of them don't have covers even, like like jackets. It's just like <laughs> a straight up like hardcover, uh, and a lot of them do look like. They just went to the nearest store and found the, like, yellow-dist shitty books used and picked them up. Um, so Apple Miss Appleby, speaking of, shows up really briefly to basically go, buy books, buy lots of books, the library gets the money, and then walks off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, um, just quick question. Uh-huh. Why doesn't the library just get the books? Well, I think that I think well, these might be like books that the library isn't using. Yeah, I mean that's well, Mike. That's how that's well, how, that's like how people book, de- that's people how, donate these books for the sale. So, well, I think the idea is the library wants to get more contemporary books. Like that's how most books, like book fairs, yeah, work. This, is they typically go to the library so they can buy more books and infrastructure stuff. Yeah, I mm. I I, I uh, volunteered at a library for like half a year. Uh, I was library, I was employed and... by one for four. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, you win. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I was just, I was just saying. I'm just, that, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm just, confer- I'm just confirming what you're saying. Library fight. Library fight. Library fight. Jill, shut you down. <laughs> um, yeah, but but yeah, I'm just confirming that they they like uh, at least the one that I worked at. They they um, they they like go through all the books. They see what hasn't been checked out in like five years. 
um, decide like if this book is really worth keeping. Like, do we really need to keep? Uh, I'm trying to think of a, of a boring book. Hey, um, I- well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to necessarily be boring. Like, I remember they'd uh, occasionally get rid of, like, Tom Swift books from the early 1900s. Oh, which, yeah. Like, like they, they would, like, they, like, like these old ratty copies of the Hardy Boys or. Yeah. Uh, stuff. And it's where like. you don't need, like. Dorks like me point- would, like, be like, oh, man, for 50 cents, I can own this book. Awesome. <laughs> and then your apartment's yeah, exactly. full of books. And you're like, what so, do I do? You know, our, our old encyclopedias <laughs> that like have entries about like the Negro people and like oh god, yeah, it's stuff stuff where it's like, hey, we shouldn't have this in the library anymore. Like this is not good. Uh, yeah. So at this point, um, we cut over to Balk and Skull, and they're like, man, books are for dweebs. Except this one about how to cook Thanksgiving. This is awesome. Well, no, they're, they're there. They're there to find a present for uh, Skull's mother. Skull, will you hurry up and get the book for your mom's birthday? This place is crawling with the two things that I hate most: books and dweebs. Whoa! Hey, how about how to cook a Thanksgiving feast? Ah, it's perfect for your mom. I've tasted her cooking. And Bulk insults her cooking, and Skull yes. does not take it well. Bulk is like, oh, that'd be great for your mom, because I've had her cooking before. And Skull's like, wait. How fucking dare you, Bulk? How fucking dare you? That's what his gay so, says. <laughs> so at this point, uh, remember, okay, I have to go way, way back. Do you remember how really early on there was an episode where they were looking at a map of the morphing grid, I think, or or something, right? And, and it was it's uh, kind of realm, yeah. And it was uh like le- locations from H.P. Lovecraft stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he picked bulk picks up this book called Monster Making Made Easy, and it is by H.P. Thoth, which is. H.P. Lovecraft's first and his initials, and then one of his monsters, basically. I, it's it's so, like his it's like his uh, Doctor Seuss esque. Um, yeah, because it's got moniker. like a like a like a fun uh, font, and then like a little monster eyeball stalk on it on the cover. <laughs> also, I don't think. Okay, there's two options for this. A Either Balkan Skull are taking like what's supposed to be a fun joke book like really seriously, uh, and thinking that it can actually help them make a monster, or the the public school library book fair is selling uh basically a terrorist gu- oh, guide. Oh, it's absolutely like, the second. It's thing. an occult. Um, it's a <laughs> yeah, it's it's a occult instruction book on how to like create horrible abominations. I I I, I agree with Joel there. I mean, it's absolutely that. <laughs> like, you got to remember, is this is the last fun. society on Earth. Most of them don't know how to read and don't know what that book is. Oh, okay, great. Hey, hey, look, the Necronomicon, three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Bulk picks this up, and like, I have to say something. The Bulk and Skull plot in th- these two episodes should have been what these episodes are about. Like, <laughs> that should have been the A plot, because it's amazing. Well, um, all Bulk stories have to be the B plot. Oh, uh, right. No. B for Bulk. So, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, he has a jacket that says so. Uh, so, anyway, he picks this up and he's like, Hey, Skull, take a look at this. Monster making made easy. Huh? Would you believe it? <laughs> no. Don't be dumb enough to buy a book like that. We would. I don't get it. We build our own monster, Dolt. Then we let it loose on Angel Grove, and when the Power Rangers show up, we unmask him. The rest is history. You are a genius. Let's go. We have work to do. You know, this is at more makes more sense than most of their plans. I'll give them that. This should have been. Yes, it does. <laughs> this should, this should have been like the plot. The entire plot of like season three is Bulk and Skull are the big bads, and they're making the monsters, making each recipe in this book. Yeah, yeah, oh it'll be God. their it'll be their Bucky that season so six. Cool. That would be so great. Uh, that would be so great. And so also, Rook, I I I meant to mention this. I love Skull's outfit in this episode. He's got a straight-on, like, bomber leather jacket, and then under it, he has a leopard print button-up shirt, which is awesome. (laughs) And then Um, under that, he's got, like, a t-shirt that's, like, in tatters? Yes, for some reason. And under that, he's wearing, uh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's going commando under there. Okay. Uh, yes, great. So, uh, I typically go commando under my shirt, yes. Yeah. (laughs) I I meant the whole, I meant the whole thing. So, um, they're excited, and they're like, okay, let's go, uh, uh, make our monster. And we cut back up to the moon, and, um, Balkan, or I'm sorry, Balkan Skull, uh, Squat and Babu are dancing around going like, oh man, this is gonna be so great. (laughs) Ooh, I think this is gonna be fun. Yeah, whatever (laughs) it is. (laughs) Oh, well, 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 how perfect. Three little rangers strolling in the park. I'd say they're ready for story time. <laughs> and then Rita looks down and sees that uh, Rocky, Tommy, and Kimberly are walking through the park, just holding the book. Um, and she zaps it while Kim is like holding it and looking at it, and it. Flies out of her hands and into a trash can. I love can. this bit. Like, the way she throws it is so good. Well, the best part to me is she's like, I'm so glad I found this book. And then it got gets zapped and flies through the air. And Tommy's like, then why'd you throw it away? And I'm like, you fucking idiot. How stupid. <laughs> like, uh, Amy Jo Johnson sells it really good, though, because, like, she acts like it's on fire or something. And, like, is looking at it with her hands out, like, oh, God, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And it fly- It also flies not just, like, onto the ground. It flies into a garbage can, which is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they run over to it, and it's open, and is it, it starts glowing. Is it? Because I'm looking at these pages, and that doesn't look like a book. No, because it's not. It's a shitty prop. It's a really crappy <laughs> scrapbook that isn't making good use of space. Yeah. So they get sucked into it, uh, hooray, and boy, the, like, matte painting green screens in this, this episode are Amazing, really good. They're, they're, well, so you know what the first thing I thought of is Nick Arcade when I was watching this, (laughs) because, like, it's so bad that, like, 
I it's almost like tough to place them against the background. And also there are like little animated butterflies and shit. It's the best. Around. I love it. I, I want there them is, to know, we, the walk I want them to be walking around and just the music be like Yes, exactly. There is there is a deer with googly eyes who shows up in the background at one point, and it's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, it's really goofy. We're talking about the background, but the very first shot in this book is them landing on the ground, and we get kind of an above shot. Um, and the 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 ground layer is just like a solid color, like leaf clippings, and like one rock they brought in from outside. It's yeah. like it's like they spent like a they spent like a ton of time and wasted effort on this background, but when it came to the ground, it's like it's just throw some trash. There. Well, no, I'm pretty sure that's intentional because with as shitty as their green screen technology is, like the more complex the like foreground is, the harder it's going to be to integrate. And like it that already doesn't integrate well, but it would have been a lot harder for them to do that if they'd had like a really detailed like surface. Yeah, you don't want a three rocks. That would just ruin everything. Yeah, I mean, the thing so- is, like, we're, g- we're going to make fun of this, and d- don't get don't don't get it twisted. This looks like garbage, yes. but it very clearly had took t- like a lot of time and effort to make this effect. Well, I don't know that for sure. To be honest with you, I think I, I would say some time and yes. effort. I-, I think that it's it's a green screen, and then like. I it there's seems some like they probably and there's a bit of yeah animation. like rotoscope the 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 birds. I would and not stuff be surprised. If I don't the, think like, they rotoscope. They don't look natural. Have to look rotoscope. No, no, I'm pretty sure what those are are like stock 3D effects from whatever 3D animation program they got is. Oh, okay. They, sure. they, they look like 1999 Newsground cartoons. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, so. I love so, the little uh, fox in the background. He's he's pretty happy and with yeah, his tail. Yeah, that fox is great. So they try <laughs> to uh, they, they try to call um, Zordon or, or or somebody. They try to call on their their yeah. Their, you know, you know that big floating head guy they talk to all the time. What's his face? Yes. Um, and they Zach, they won't Zach, work. Zach, Zach, yes. How many episodes have we done? A lot. I don't see the problem. Forgot <laughs> Zordon's name. I know. I actually couldn't remember if because later, uh, I think they contact try to contact Billy. So I couldn't remember who they try to call. But yeah, mm, it's Zordon. Okay. Um. So it doesn't work. Uh. We cut briefly back up to Rita, who's like, "Yeah, the other three are gonna be murdered now because those three are trapped." Well, I um, mean, I mean, yeah, they've got Kim and Tommy, which sucks, but. She's also got Rocky, which I feel like builds the team back up a bit. I think yeah. it evens out. Like, yeah. Pretty- yep. Oh, Rocky. Like, listen, Rocky. <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if Rocky just sounds real dumb because, like, he's sort of the first person to figure something out later. And I, I don't know if that's just like well, dumb luck or okay, what. Um, but like, we, well, as we learned about his, you know, interest in Viking times, like storybooks are his forte. We're in Rocky's element yep. now. Viking times, yeah. So uh, at he loves those point, books. Um, they tried. To, they tried <laughs> I, I, to. I know kids' books. Yeah, exactly. So they try to. Or Rocky's like, "Why don't we just morph?" And Tommy's like, "Cause we're still stuck. It won't do anything." Okay, fine. 
Yeah, but like having, you know, I'm I'm with Rocky on oh, this what? one. Like, listen, I'm sorry, I let this keep playing. Superpo- what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> having superpowers v not having superpowers in a bad situation. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna go with the superpowers. At the very least, you know, put on put on the suits for like 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 a radiation suit safety thing like yeah you don't know what the fuck's going on you're in a magical are you book. saying right, they're gonna get like storybook diseases and then bring them yes. back and like cause uh-huh. a plague <laughs> <laughs> okay but it's been established that morphing like drain takes energy from them what benefit would being morphed right now give them they wouldn't catch the sniffly do when i sneeze you do too <laughs> And also, yeah. you're going to die in six to eight months. <laughs> yes, also that. So, um, at this point, uh, the, the titular Grumble the Magic Elf appears. And, Boy, uh, does he! So, Maybe we should just morph. It's not going to do any good. We're still stuck. Okay, what are you doing here? Who are you? Come on, I don't have all day. Answer the second question twice. We really are in my storybook. I said, who are you? Hi, I'm Kimberly. This is Tommy, that's Rocky, and you're... Kimberly What's it to you, Carly? What's with him? An evil magician put a spell on Grumble and turned him into a grouch. And he has to deliver all these toys to the orphan children if he ever wants to be nice again. What are you, some kind of gossip or something? Yeah, he does. He teleports in. So, um... Kimberly at this point is like, okay, yes, we're definitely in the book because uh, you're this is Grumble, the magic elf. Um, she's acting like she's now, meeting a celebrity. Yeah, she's so excited. I, I guess if I met, like, if I got sucked into the where the wild things are or something, I'd be kind of psyched. I'd, I'd be, <laughs> I don't know. I'd be cool with meeting Captain Underpants. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, um, th- at this point, uh, Kimberly kind of figures out, like, okay, so if we, like, end the storybook, basically, then maybe we can get out. So, like, she's like, okay, so the deal is that uh, a magician put a spell on Grumble, and he's, now he's a grouch. And if he delivers these toys, he'll break the spell, and then he'll be nice again. What's the moral there? Because it's like, I'm going to make you a grouch. Presumably you were nicer before. I'm going to make you, you a grouch, I and then the you're going to deliver presents and not be a grouch. Witches suck. Fuck witches. Yeah, I that's mean, a like, good point. I don't... It's, the way it's set up, it sounds like they want to... Like, it sounds like the typical children's story setup where, like, this wizard is trying to teach Grumble a lesson about being nice or something. Yeah, like, but, like the not only does that like not that, work, but like, not only does that really not work with the way it's set up, but, like... In part two, it turns out the wizard's just fucking evil. Well, so yes, yeah. So well, here's okay, first, it'll, it makes it would. Sorry. So no, this, this is, is just this is just the story of Joe. <laughs> okay, everyone, everyone, shut up. Greg, go. <laughs> what I don't get is this is a storybook character, so it works on a very s- simple for little children level. His name is Grumble the yeah. elf. <laughs> yeah. So so he was a. Perfectly jolly, happy elf named Grumble before. Yes, exactly. It was an ironic name. Perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you call a big guy tiny, basically. And then what I was gonna say was like, like, okay, like I'm like thinking way too much about the plot line of his children's book, but it would work if there's like an evil wizard who like 
cursed him, and then someone else came and was like, okay, you gotta get fixed. This is how you get fixed. But, like... Okay, so this all makes yeah. sense when you realize that this is just an adaptation of the story of Job, where Grumble was a perfectly <laughs> nice guy. God and Satan were like, you know, um, maybe people only do stuff because they're scared of you, God. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, I'm going to screw this guy over and uh, see what he does. It's, yeah, it makes it's, it's the westernization sense. of uh, Mr. Tickleseizer, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh God. <laughs> so at this point... Uh, Oh, also, before we move on, uh, I don't know why, but Grumble is, like, a stereotypical Jewish character, and I don't know why. I mean, okay, Saban, like, I guess. So, so here's the thing. Are the folks working on staff on this show just, like, are a lot of them Jewish, or are they just making fun of Haim Saban? I don't know, because he's goddamn near a Mel Brooks character. Like, he's really obviously a Jewish stereotype, and I don't know why they did that. I mean, they might have <laughs> just tried to, be, tried to have been going for a Mel Brooks-type thing. That's fair, yeah. Like, that's it's, a, that's a it's, thing um, I've been noticing a lot in, like, I've noticed a lot over the years in children's media is a lot of times the writers are just trying to do pastiches of things from elsewhere. Like. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so, so yeah, they decide, okay, we're going to follow him around. And, uh, also grumble is not especially happy about this. He's well, like, yeah, I got no, shit to do. He's cursed to be grumbly. Of course. Yeah. So he just starts hauling this like cart of toys and they just follow him basically. Um, so we cut to the other three rangers. <laughs> Where Adam is reading a book just titled Poetry. Yeah. It's just a pink it's book a good that book. says poetry on it. Yeah. And, uh, 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 Aisha shows up and she's like, hey, where's everybody else? And, uh, they said, oh, oh, they said they were going to cut through the park and they'd be right here. Uh, of course. Um, so cutting through the park has to be the biggest risk ever because it'll either save you a ton of time or take you five years and you have no idea <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like they, they say they're going to cut for the park and it shouldn't take too long but it's like an infinite space I don't know if that's right, true yeah, it's rolling the fucking dice also putties attack you there unless it's like subspace in like Scott Pilgrim where like if you go for the right areas you can cut through reality like really fast yeah, like, sure. I, I want an episode where like they just get lost in there and like it, it's like that'd be like a perfect setup for like a clip show where they're like, oh, hey, it's the Moe head part of the park. I, I've totally forgot about that. <laughs> Wait, is there oh. a Moe head part of the park? Yeah, yep. there yeah, is. You forgot about that already? Yeah, yeah I forgot about it. Dude, I can barely remember the name of my own family members. Do you think I'm going to fucking remember <laughs> half the shit that happens to this goddamn it's show? It's possible Matt wasn't on an episode too. <laughs> so at this point, um, they, uh, they're like, well, I guess they'll be here soon, fine, and not, just kind of not worried about it. We cut up to the moon. Well, well you were going to, real quick, you said you were going to, Adam points to uh, a bit of poetry oh, yeah. in the book, in his generic poetry book. Aisha looks at it and, like, immediately recognizes whatever poem it is, and is like, oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, Adam is like, this is a good poem, point, and Aisha's like, good poem, agree, thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the foundation of their friendship, really. Yeah, so we cut up to the moon, and Zed is away. Yeah, Goldar Hooray. has successfully tattled. Yeah, yeah, uh, because, 
yeah, it's Goldar and Zed, and Zed's like, okay, so I guess uh, she decided to um, trap them in a storybook. Great, cool. Let's make this interesting. I'm going to improve this plan because if the elf doesn't deliver the toys, the story won't end and then they'll be trapped forever. So what I'm going to do is putties. <laughs> I mean, Good he, plan, he, he's got a he's got a point in so much that Rita's plan doesn't have like any end game. Like, that's true. He's like she had like I'm going to put them in a storybook and that's going to make them late for the juice bar. <laughs> so it's gonna really point, ruin yeah. Kimberly's day. Yeah, no, I mean, like yeah. Zed's uh, heart isn't the right organ, but like some part of him is in the right place. But um, <laughs> yeah, his execution is not great, which is super ironic because he keeps calling Go- Goldar an idiot throughout his explanation of this plan, and then his yes. actual plan is just stupid. <laughs> What will you do, my lordship? If the elf doesn't deliver the toys, the story doesn't end. And if the story doesn't end, the rangers are trapped forever. <laughs> but I don't get it. You this children, we steal the toys. Now I get it. Think of it, Goldar, if you can. With three rangers trapped in the storybook, there will only be three left to defeat. I command you, my platoon of buddies, go steal the toys from that overgrown elf. So the the idea is they're going to go get the book, put putties in it, and then the putties will steal the toys, and then they can't get out. They'll be trapped forever. Hey, so Um, so here's an idea. Have the putties steal the book, and then burn it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm assuming assuming destroying the book releases them. I'm assuming that's how this works, because... Otherwise, uh, I don't know. I feel like the I feel like destroying the book is like just closing a door because like it okay, like like they're not literally. I feel like they're like they're in the world encompassed by the story, right, but right. there's like a lots of different gateways to, into yeah. that story. A book is a portal to another world. It doesn't contain the world. Yeah. See, I would I would I would allow for that except part 2 explicitly contradicts that theory. Well, they're specifically two. in this book. Yeah. Well, well, fuck it. Okay, can we can we talk about how this plan gets fucked up because it's amazing? Sure. I mean, yes, I just got go there. Um Well, well, so let's uh let's get there, but basically when they when we cut back down to the park, two randos uh Walk past a garbage can, see a book in a garbage can, and go, Man, that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. Let's take this to the uh, book fair and see if Miss Appleby can sell this garbage. (laughs) Here, Miss Appleby, have some trash. Now, here's the thing. We have talked about what else is at this, this book fair. How do you know that's not how all of these books ended up there? And also, well, I've, I've got a theory on that, but it's like clean ahead. garbage. It's like not dirty garbage, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's but... like it's like clean, immaculate paper plates in there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, I don't, you're ridiculing them, but honestly, they're just being thrifty. Like, and, and okay, like, honestly, now. It, it's a case of every kid in this story, except for like Buck and Skull being good kids, because they're like, oh, there's this book, let's save it, instead of just being like, was whatever, it's a book, and walking away. Yeah, he says, like, who would throw away a perfectly good book? Yeah. <laughs> so they take What's your this theory, book. theory, Greg? 
So you had a theory about it or something? Oh, uh, it just ties into a later scene. I'll come back to it. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. So, so they take this book and they they walk away, and then the putties teleport in right around the trash can and are like, "Oh they shit!" Are baffled <laughs> by the like book not being there. Yeah, they um, send this trash flying. They're playing in it. These kids got like three steps away before the putties teleported in. Yes, like, it's not a stealth they, mission. They are completely oblivious to like five silver clay men digging through the trash. Like to be fair, that's like normal. Angel Grove. It's like yeah, oh, yeah like, in the these, trash like we only see the putties Zed sends, and you don't see all the ones that have successfully integrated into society by now. <laughs> or, so, I mean, they run a restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, remember, Putty's run a restaurant. I just imagine, like, Putty's like a normal past in Angel Grove now. It's like, it's like, Martha, there's a Putty on the car again. Get the broom. <laughs> so, get, bring, out, bring out the electric swatter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that made me think of, like, uh, Putty uh, zappers. Like, just giant bug zappers, but for putties. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, we cut quickly back into the book, and um, it, essentially they're they, so they're up. They come up to Grumble, and they're like, "We need your help to find the end of the book." Isn't the end of the book? He delivers the toys, and doesn't that already happen? Just, Just hang him. out with them, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but he says, "Like, go find the end of the book yourself." Blah blah blah. And they're he's, like, no he's way. He's talking a mile a minute, telling, like, he's just rattling off horrible jokes the entire time he's on screen for, like, yeah. both parts of this. We need your help to get to the end of the book. What do I look like? A tour guide? Are the maps sticking out of my hat? Go find the end of the book yourself. Oh, man. Wait, wait. Hold on. Look. It's no good. Uh, then we cut back to the, uh, the park, and I love this shot I'm sorry, more than we, anything. We don't cut. We page wipe. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, this whole episode is just cute little page wipes. Yes, uh, because it's a storybook. Um, So these two extras are walking over this hill and back down the hill, and then behind them in the distance, you just see a bunch of putties come up over the hill in, like, their weird... Okay, the putties have gotten stupider, right? Like, they've always been stupid, Um, but... I don't know that there's a. I don't know that there's a floor under how stupid the putties started out. Like, they've <laughs> never been intelligent. Okay. Well, they, they've held down jobs like clowns at the fair. <laughs> That's but, true. I mean, putties so, putties can be really really good at specific tasks if you give them very explicit instructions. We've seen that before. They do not seem to be capable of independent thought. Right, so this is a super goofy shot, and then, like, once they're over the hill, they zap into the book, I guess. Um, which is fine. You know, whatever. Uh, we cut back into the book, and we see them, like, teleporting in, and there's putties, there's a putty, like, coming up behind the cart and everything, and I... This is a lot of quick cuts. Uh, so the the putty like looks at the card and then like goes back behind a tree. We cut up to Zed. He's like, "What the fuck are they doing?" <laughs> like, uh, I don't want procrastinating putties. I want punctual putties. Um, Alliteration. And then, yeah, and, and he tells Goldar, through- "Remind me to secure a better grade of clay in the future." Yes. 
But we look through Zetovision, and what the fuck are they doing? They're like <laughs> rolling around on the ground. We get a like, reverse shot somersault for some reason. <laughs> Like, I know putties are stupid, but, like... And how did they not notice them at that point when they're, like, moving yeah, around so much? Like, how did Tommy was like, hey, there's a putty back there? Well, I mean, just clearly like, these putties are just playing around with the toys. It's good. They're not hurting anyone. Like I said, everyone's yeah. used to putties just being around at this point. They're like the pigeons so, of Angel Grove. Yes, <laughs> fair. They basically make pigeon noises also. You so. see, like, you see like, so, like an, old per- an old lady just, like, feeding the putties at the park? Throwing, throwing like seeds on the ground, the little putties just running around to eat it uh, Every so, Sunday you'll see my sweetheart and me as we poison the putties in the park. <laughs> <laughs> so they throw, uh, or so he zaps the putties, which I don't understand the logistics of that exactly. Um, and it causes them to finally do nothing i don't know oh well i guess they sort of go after the the cart more aggressively um it also alerts the the crew to their presence yes uh and grumble's like hey no stop i gotta get these to the orphanage and the rangers realize that well hey if they take the toys then uh you know we're fucked because the story won't end and then they teleport the the toys away God, these the power rangers crawling. stay there forever don't do yeah, like, anything about this. Like, <laughs> should should we stop the the putties with the kill switches? Like, n- should, no, apparently you know, not. Should, no. should we punch and kick things? Let's wait. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no. So instead, uh, they teleport away, and then Grumble is like, "Oh, great. Well, I guess I'll just be shitty forever, and it's your your asshole's fault." Uh, <laughs> And that's. I mean, it, in fairness to Grumble, he has every reason to hate these fucking kids at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. Um, it's weird that like he's aware he's in a book. Like, yes, they tell him like, true. "Hey, we got to get to the end of the story." He's just like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." Well, good luck with that. <laughs> so, so here's some like interesting implications. First off, is what's going on here affecting? This specific copy of Grumble or no. Grumble the Magic Elf or like every single published copy. No, so like I said, the books Magic are Elf. a window to or a gateway to another world. They don't contain the world. So this is a singular story that multiple books. Well, no, because this is the only copy of this book in existence. What am I saying? Well, <laughs> well no, no, no. Like, I think I think there was like a lot of copies, and then the Power Rangers do their things, and it like irrevocably changes the story. I mean, there must be multiple copies. Well, when people like go back to this book from their childhood, it's like I don't remember these three '90s teens. Kimberly's around dad and- made this book in his basement. No, 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 no. He didn't. Well, I'm gonna get no, to this. I have a no. The- remember, Miss Appleby also remembers this book. Yes, and remembers exactly. Liking this book. The, but Joel doesn't but, know about that yet, to be fair. Oh, yeah, Joel hasn't watched that far. But, okay. Like what I was going to say, also in part two, like it is implied that they have to find this specific book. This specific copy is what's enchanted right now. This is where all the magic shit's happening. What's well, only gateway? I mean, but it's active. I'm just, right. I'm just imagining like this, this like, like this today. There would be like a Grumble the Magic Elf entry on the Mandela Effect Reddit. Yeah, the bear. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like Berenstain Bears, where it's like, dude, dude, like the those kids were always in the book. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like why, why, why is this book from the '50s have a woman dressed in like a denim vest and like really short shorts? 
Is there a what's, scene what's in... the dude from Poison here? And who's this dumbass in the red flannel? Is there a scene in the second part where they open the book and see them in the book? Because that'd be kind of yes, cool. Like, yes, page... it, oh, thank God. I'm so happy. So, <laughs> so we cut up to the moon, and Zed and Rita are like, shit, yeah, celebrate. And ah, this is undoubtedly the final chapter for those power pumpkin heads. <laughs> It's so good to see our mistress and master having a good time. So true. And Rita starts poking uh, fucking Zed in Zed. in the belly, and he's just like, like Lord Zed, the 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 fucking ruler of darkness, is tickly in his tumbly. It is yes. it is skinless tummy. <laughs> Yeah. I'm telling you, she <laughs> has skin, really you just can't see it. muscle, and, and like... Muscle can't be ticklish. Skin is the only thing with nerve <laughs> endings, therefore his he has skin, it's just invisible. <laughs> okay, and, I, and I'm very happy that, like, um, Squat and Babu are just like, oh, we're so happy, our mistress and master are having a good time. They're just so... Aww. They're standing there unnoticed, which makes me think, like, Squat and Babu are like... Also, kind of hiding in the corner when Rita and Zed have sex. Oh, <laughs> and they're just no. kind, of, kind of bouncing <laughs> around. Like, is, this, <laughs> is this a Denny situation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I've never seen Rita do that before. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, we. Uh, Are Rita and Zed about to get down, and then, like, Squat, like, jumps in on the bed, and they're like, <laughs> oh, Squat, you gotta get out of here. He's like, oh, but I like to watch. And then, <laughs> like, he runs off. God, no! I no, imagine, no, no. I <laughs> imagine they regard Squat and Babu the same way you regard like a dog. Like you don't want him coming in, but if he gets in there, just like kick him away and keep going. It's fine. Zed's like, <laughs> Zed's like, oh, ha ha, Squat, uh, two's three's com- two's company with three's a crowd. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> ha. Seriously, get out of my room. I'm trying to fuck my wife. And then Babu runs in. What about four? <laughs> oh God. So. And we, cut to, we cut to Bulk and Skull, and they are, uh, they're, ma- they're following the instructions, they're trying to make a monster, and, uh, there's a pretty good bit where, like, so Skull is, like, laying on his back on, like, a shelf. He's planking. And his, his head is hanging off, and he's looking upside down at Bulk like a cat. And then they like Spider-Man a, kiss. Yeah. Well, no, they don't do that. Um, <laughs> I wish they did. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there, um, there's two things. One is that uh, Bulk is like, where are the D batteries? And Skull's like, did you know that you put the stuffing in the turkey? And Bulk goes, I don't know why I trust you with anything. And Skull literally shrugs like, yeah, me neither. I have I no like idea why. So this garage <laughs> is full of, like, electronics and spinny things. Like, are these guys Billy's rival? I don't they know. They might be. They're, they're doing a bunch of mad science. Um, but basically, there's, there's two things that I think. Uh, one is plot relevant, and the other is just, like, I like this relevant. Uh, the plot relevant bit is that Skull is still reading that How to Make a Thanksgiving Dinner book, and right. he's going to have this with him the whole time. And like you can kind of already see where this is going, just from that setup. You know, mm-hmm. if you've watched a show before. But the other thing is, so Skull, I guess, needs like an evil scientist like coat. Oh, I but love it. But all he did is he he put on his leather jacket backwards. Yes. Is yeah, that what he did? Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what is great. a smock but a backwards coat? 
<laughs> so they've, they, they've built this like already sentient flashlight. Yeah, what is that thing? It's it reminds me of like Robert Downey Jr.'s like arm in the the Iron Man yeah. movies, the like arm that he talks to. Uh, but it's they're idiots, so I don't understand. He they've got this like. It's like a dryer hose with a flashlight in it, and it like moves around of its own accord, like it's alive. See, here's it has the thing: little, like, here's expressions. The thing. like it, sh- like it shakes its head, like it has expressions. Here's the thing: Bulk didn't get like rejected from the Super Soldier program because he wasn't successful. He just was too independent. Like they couldn't, oh, they course. couldn't make him follow orders. So like he's super so- capable of mad science. He's just normally too lazy to do anything about it. <laughs> gotcha. So let's uh let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the rest of this extremely dumb episode. Hey there, Audio Entropy listeners. This is Mike, and I want to tell you about a special event we've got coming up on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash videoentropy. Now, in the past, we've had some pretty successful streams playing Jackbox Party Pack 3 with listeners, uh, basically for an entire Saturday evening, starting in the afternoon U.S. time and running until the wee hours of the morning. And to celebrate the fact that the aptly named sequel, Jackbox Party Pack 4, is coming out, we're going to be having a big just celebration party stream on October the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern U.S. time or 5 p.m. Pacific U.S. time and running until the wee hours of the morning. Seriously, these things tend to run for like, I don't know, eight or nine hours, basically until everybody feels like stopping. You can come and go as you please. If you can't be there for the start, feel free to show up late. If you can't stay for the whole thing, feel free to leave early. It's fine. It should be a fun time for everyone. Now, if you've never been to one of these streams before, it's really easy to play along. Just watch the stream. Again, twitch.tv slash videoentropy. Open up another browser somewhere on the same computer or on your phone or tablet or however you want to play, and you'd go to jackbox.tv. And once you go there, you enter in a four-letter code that we'll be giving you, and it'll let you play along. Now, these things are always a ton of fun. You'll be getting to hang out with us and the Audio Entropy crew. You'll be getting to hang out with other Audio Entropy listeners. It's just a blast. Now, again, one last time, that is twitch.tv slash videoentropy, October the 21st, 2017, and that's a Saturday, at 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time, or midnight on the 22nd GMT, if that makes it easier for you. And we hope to see you there. Again, after it started, feel free to join in anytime. These things are going to run long, and it's going to be a blast. Hope to see you there. Okay, so after uh, Balkan Skull's weird mad science minute, um, we cut back to the uh, back to the gym and juice bar for Aisha to basically say, "Hey, probably bad things happened, maybe." And then Billy goes, "Let's go check the book fair, the most well, logical place for them to be." Let's look over what she says specifically. Yeah, yeah. She says, this is she amazing. Says that- you know, guys, Tommy is always late, but Kimberly and Rocky should have been here by now. I love that. 
A little bit of continuity. It's so good. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Um, why they don't just immediately use their like magical phones to call them or anything? Now, I don't know. Here's but. the thing: like they're literally the only people in existence who have that type of technology right now. It's not something people are used to. Fair. So they, they should um, be used to. They've been powering just for a while. Yeah, but usually <laughs> it's just Zordon calling them to tell them about some bullshit they have to do. Like, I would probably not want to use it, too. If, like, if my only cell phone was an on-call phone, I would probably avoid using it whenever possible. <laughs> True. That's fair. Like, so, I'm not, I'm not sure that, like, walkie-talkie, like, watches are, like, all that atlan- outlandish of an idea in a world like this. We're like this crazy monster bullshit is just always happening. Like in I, a post-apocalypse like, world, I think I think yeah. technology at all is like you're lucky if you own a television or a in, radio. In a world where Bulk and Skull can create sentient monster robots, <laughs> I think when Bulk and Skull can do that, I think everyone should have like brain chips at this point just <laughs> listen listen we have no evidence that literally any of the other characters that we can see in these scenes have like the most basic like reading and writing capabilities we don't know that <laughs> i mean we're acting like we're acting like walkie-talkie watches are like this far off magical high-tech you know sci-fi thing but like that shit was in dick tracy like yeah it's, just, it's not That's a true. new idea so we cut um Back to the book, uh, and they're like, man, okay, what are we going to do? Also, they're they're sitting in, like, a set with a bunch of, like, big fake mushrooms and stuff on it now, which is pretty great. And not even, like, um, but they're not, this is, like, indicative of how lazy this is. They couldn't be bothered to, like, paint red spots on mushrooms, like, all mushrooms in storybooks. Yes. Do, do you know what this, all the sets in this remind me of, did you guys ever, like, uh... You know, if you go to your mall in like the nineties, you t- uh, oh, yeah. around Christmas, there's Santa, and mm-hmm. you get to go see Santa. Yeah. But some of the malls would have like a little like Christmas village with like really shitty animatronics and stuff. Yeah. That's what all this reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm seeing so, a googly eyed moose here. That's clearly a moose, not a deer. Jeez. And a woodpecker. Oh, I'm sorry. That's good stuff. That woodpecker. Oh. That woodpecker is fantastic with its three frames of animation. Don't say yeah. it like that, Mark. Now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best one is the frog in the back left. By the way, this the frog's pretty good. Frog. I was gonna say, I think these mushrooms are like they're from like a gardening store, probably. Yeah, they they're probably literally just like uh, uh, lawn ornaments. Um. So they're like, okay, well, we've got to go find uh, that uh, that Grumble guy because he's the only one that we can, like, if we can solve the problem, then we can get out of the book. So then we cut. There's a lot of cuts in this episode, really quick ones. Cut to Miss Appleby. And yet and they didn't uh, cut any of the things they should have. Right. <laughs> we cut to Miss Appleby, and uh, she's getting the book back from these other two kids, and she's like, I'm sure we'll be able to sell this. Fairy tales are always popular. Grumble the Magic Elf. This was one of my favorites when I was little. And she's not like, wait, wait, Grumble the Magic Elf? I thought we already sold this. <laughs> here's here's my thing. This She clearly has, like, memories of this book. It's clearly nostalgic. I think all of these books at the book fair are Miss Appleby's. I yeah. think, I I think I... she... Suggested th- that earlier. Yeah. No, I agree. I think this is good evidence for that. 
yeah, it, it, like, because, again, they're all just, like, books you would find at a secondhand bookstore, so... So, she doesn't blink twice at the fact that this, like, book, which I assume all the books here are exclusive, because we haven't seen multiple copies of anything. Um, I think the fact that she's not bothered by the fact that this was already out previously means that they're running a racket where people are stealing these books back and reselling them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... The other rangers show up and they're like, hey, Miss Appleby, have you seen our friends? Nope, sorry. Uh, they go over into a dark corner and try to contact Tommy and uh, nobody will pick up. So they're like, okay, so something's wrong. Only took us 20 minutes to figure this shit out. So fine. That's actually not that long, though. I guess for them, yeah. Considering how weird of a situation, like, oh yeah, sure, our 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 scanners are set to like fucking detect p- when someone is trapped in a magical storybook, like yes. that's not <laughs> surprisingly quick. Yeah, like like uh, this the first indication they had was anything was wrong was Kimberly was slightly late for something. Like that's not that's not room to really call out the big guns. Uh, right. So at this point, um. Who's ready for Skull's wacky lab adventure, by the way? Oh, I have to Skull. And Skull, again, yes, you are right. He has on a leather jacket just backwards, and that's his evil science lab coat. I didn't notice that the first time. I'm so happy. Leather is a fairly good thing to use to protect yourself from the types of things you do in a lab. And by turning it backwards, you prevent, like, you block your you know, exposed areas from getting hit by it. Like, if it's on front, there's all sorts of gaps and stuff for stuff to get in. Uh, so, also, at this point, uh, basically, Skull says he's going to keep making the monster, uh, like, without, until Bolt gets back. Well, Bolt uh, so told just, keep... just follow the directions. Just follow the directions in the book. Right. But then he, he lost both of the books. Oh, no! He... And what happens is, is Jason Narvi running around, up and down some stairs, falling down, throwing props everywhere. We got cartoon sound effects. Like, this is... This is like a solid minute of just like, hey, remember how this is a cartoon? This scene takes forever. Yeah, it's... His safety glasses are like something out of a fucking steampunk outfit. Yes. Mm -hmm. The other thing to note is like... Most of the time, the slapstick in this show is like someone falling into something or someone being pushed over. This is just Jason Narvi with no, like, like nothing's happening to him, really. Which means it's just him, like, throwing himself around. It's for, like, that. Like, no, just, there's like nine shots of, like, him running up and down the same set of steps over and over again and <laughs> now then wrap the legs in tinfoil this will prevent burning there's one scene where like his head is stuck in like a cone yeah yes <laughs> yeah like a suction cup thing there's like a something. there's like a there's like a two hour adventure Yes. Go goes on. <laughs> yeah. That there's we a, cut down to like a minute and a half. Yeah, there's a bit where he stops and has a conversation with the hose robot and then remembers it's a hose robot and becomes afraid. Um, there's a bit <laughs> where he straight up just falls down the stairs. Like, and then there's right. a reversed shot of that same thing. Yes, it's really stupid. It, it's just... 
It's padding for time. Like, it's fine. There is uh, one good visual gag here, though. Um, while he's searching for the books, it intermittently pans to the books. And if you look under the shelf the books are on, you can actually see that the batteries, batteries. Bulk, the batteries bulk went to buy were there the entire time. <laughs> it's also a box of 59 volt batteries which is yeah. a fucking lot of not I didn't okay, even here's the notice thing. If that you're doing, if you're doing mad science you're gonna burn through those batteries like you're gonna want to buy so. them in bulk wait yeah. you think, That's a you think he buys a- I don't buy the show did it on purpose <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't either because they never draw really draw attention to it and it's like this is this by normal show standards, this isn't a subtle gag. But by Power Rangers standards, this is a really subtle gag. Yeah, they don't <laughs> usually they don't usually let you connect the dots on anything yourself in the show. Yeah. So uh, finally, he he finds the book. He like feels for it under the shelf, um, and he sees or feels a book, but he grabs the wrong one. Oh no! Uh, he grabs the Thanksgiving book. Um, so then we cut to the command center, uh, and, uh, Zordon's like, they've fallen into a dangerous trap and now they're in a storybook. And, I'm and it's gonna like, s- why Go didn't you fucking tell us this before? Yeah, as always. He's like, well, then- I mean, Kim, Kim's okay, but like, it's a two for one deal here. So like, I'm good with it. <laughs> also, like, how... How did he figure out that they're in a storybook <laughs> without finding out which one? How did how, how does that how, what how? Yeah, because he says like, well, we'll have to calibrate the sensors to figure out exactly where they are. He's so how do you he's know he's stalling. in a book? He's stalling because he don't want them to rescue them. <laughs> this is his chance to get rid of Tommy and Rocky. <laughs> so yeah, at this point. Um, so Billy like starts plugging in bullshit to try to figure it out. Uh, we cut back to the um, storybook, and now they're in like a snowy scene, like a, a scare, like a like a I don't know North Pole type looking thing. I mean, uh, and it's most of the world in winter, right? Well, yes, fine. The reason I say that again is it it's like that obviously fake snow that they used for like Santa mm-hmm. Santa's workshop shit. Um and so, here's a question. Uh, what do you imagine transitioning from one place to another is like if you're trapped in the storybook? I assume it's kind of like a dream where like you're just walking and suddenly you're in a different place and you don't really notice at first. Yeah. Sure. Like like does everything like just go white for a second? It's just like, "Oh, okay. I guess I'm just here now." Or do you actually have to like hoof it the whole way? I think it's like it's depends like, on the author. It might, very, yeah. it might it's a very be distinct like, border where it's like forest instantly snow, or, <laughs> yeah. or it might be like being in a play where like stagehands are moving the set around you as you go, and it like reforms itself I around you. I think it's like uh, cool. MMO zone transitions where it's just like you said, uh, forest, 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 snow. <laughs> so um yeah at this point uh kimberly's like oh no guys there's a snow monster in this part of the book hey remember remember how we talked earlier about how fucking wild it was that they just took this existing monster costume and repurposed it into a different one 
Yeah, guess what? They did it again. <laughs> yeah. Pri- Primator is back, and now he's a snowman. You know, what would yes. be, you know what would have actually elevated this? If somebody would call attention to the fact that, hey, these look a lot like Rita and Zed's monsters. <laughs> Do you think that they read this story, great. too? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I will give them credit on this. This is a slightly better reskin job than yes, they did for, for Grumble. They, they, they add, like, hair and, like... Like it, 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 I actually didn't catch it like immediately. It took me yeah. like it took me like a minute. Like, wait, isn't that the the gorilla one? Also, I don't see how this is necessarily a problem that they're reusing these costumes. Like, I'd rather them repurpose existing decent costumes they have than try to make another like evil ranger suits. It's oh, not no, necessarily it's, it's, it's bad. only noteworthy it's when just, you're nerds yeah. like us and you're watching the show yeah. way too closely. Like, and like what and like me, like I I don't I don't I don't watch every episode you guys cover. So like I didn't recognize this guy at all. I was like, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a snow monster suit. Cool. Yeah. I think it just stood out <laughs> to us because like uh, Mr. Tickle Sneezer and Primator were some of the most memorable monsters, f- kind of for us for a specific podcast. Well, also and also because what, what episode was Primator in? It's uh, it was the one where he was like, uh, shoot, like he was like copying people. Like, that yeah, was he his imitates power. people. I don't remember oh, the episode with with, um, with Zach and it's yeah, the one with, where, it's where, where um, Alpha like tries to kill himself. Yes. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, that was the one where Alpha tried to kill himself. So, we cut to, uh... But, I do uh, want to say, before we move on, because, uh, like, it's worth saying now. Like, we'll obviously get to it next week as well, but it's worth saying now. Uh, Greg actually pointed out to me that there is a third repurposed monster in this two-parter. Uh, next week, you know, obviously the Balkan Skull plot is gonna go where, we're, where we know it's going, and we're gonna get a turkey monster... Yes. And the turkey monster is the chunky chicken. Yeah. So and it's I, three. I, I couldn't tell <laughs> when that it's, happened. I guess because I forgot great. about the chicken. Well, they yeah. like, they like, yeah, we'll get to that in part two, but they basically like cover up the body in like android parts. Yes. And then, and then repaint it, but like, oh, yeah, so the it's neck, a robot chicken. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, exactly. Dink, 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 dink. That's, that's the name of a thing. There's um, also, <laughs> also somewhat. My wife pointed out to me while we were watching it that it's uh, there's a there's like a turkey android character in Aqua Teen Hunger Force that yes, he looks the, pretty much yeah, exactly the ghost like of, yeah the robot ghost of Christmas past or something yeah um so. At this point, uh, yeah, they they go, oh, no, it's a monster. And by the way, I know that monsters in Power Rangers always make puns based on their names, like, or or what, like, their themes. This is not new. The number of cold slash ice puns that this monster makes in the eight seconds it's on screen is fucking crazy. Well, see, this this is Power Rangers monster punnery crossed with children's storybook punnery. Right, so it's it's like multiplied. <laughs> um, so we get we get this great bit where like uh, Kimberly just goes, "Oh, guys, what are we gonna do?" And then the monster goes, "Yeah, what are you gonna do?" And yeah. then we cut to the fucking moon, and Zed just yeah. goes, "Yeah, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. What are we gonna do? Yes, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Perish. That's what. Oh man, I 
I so I'm watching this purely on net like on Netflix for the first time with the sound down because I'm talking to all of you. And um, one of the sub uh, subtitles here for sound just says "snowman roars." You know that super relatable sound that everyone sound. knows and can yeah. you know connect. The snowman roars. You mean from my favorite hit motion picture video, Jack Frost? I think that was a movie that where a snowman roared at one point. Yes. Are you talking, are you talking uh, Michael Keaton or the slasher film? I don't remember. There's a difference. <laughs> About the the morphers, I thought what they were gonna do is that like, cause I mean like they couldn't access the morphers when they went back into the past. It's like they're in a different dimension right now, so I figured that would be the why they couldn't morph. But now it's like the whole the freezing excuse yeah, is kind of weird. Yeah. So two things: one, Rocky figures it out, which is weird, but also like the morphers don't work in the cold. Yeah, that's like that's... a major oversight. What killed the dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah, that's a it's problem. It's not even that cold there because, like, they're not in like snow gear and they're not they're not dying. Well, Kim is in a like a mini skirt and a belly shirt, and she yeah. seems fine. So, yeah, like, but her morpher yeah. does have frost on it. Sure. <laughs> Maybe. Also, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. So they're connected to the morphers, right? On some like metaphysical level. Yes. Sure. The morphers are sapping cold away from them so that they can maintain their body temperature, which is why the morphers sure. are frozen over and don't work. Yeah, yeah, right. Because they are, cause they're, spe- they're expending energy trying to protect them from the cold. Okay, makes sense. That's maybe the least stupid explanation you could possibly come up with. Good job. <laughs> so, so also, real quick, uh, there is a scene right before this where they cut to back to the command center, and again, they were able to figure out they're in a book... And also get them on the viewing globe, but they don't know where the book is. And I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> there, um, there are a lot of instances in this show where the viewing globe can figure something out, but Zordon can't, and that doesn't make any sense. Yes. So I mean, also, it's, it's the thing where the computer has information, but you don't know what to do with that information. Right. So they try to morph, they can't because it's frozen. Um, and, uh, then we cut back down to Balk and Skull. Uh, Balk gets back. Our monster's almost ready to bring to life, Skull. You followed all the directions, didn't you? Yeah. I got it all right. Here. And Balk is like, that's, that's the cooking book. Tell me you didn't use this. You didn't use this. I didn't. Nobody would be that big of a numbskull. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and then like, okay, good, good. I'm glad you didn't use it. Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, he believes him. He's like, even you're not that stupid. And it's like, no, he is. He's. <laughs> he couldn't read the cover of a book for two seconds to figure out which one he was using. Or, you know, context clues. Yeah, basic deductive reasoning to, huh, this doesn't <laughs> sound like a monster making book. Also, Bulk has like fully gone evil scientist and i kind of love it because he's like with these final few connections our monster will live and the power rangers will be ours and i wanted him to evil laugh after that yeah like that's that's a zed line yeah like this is what i yeah this is what i want for season three i want i want the evil bulkin skull making monster story god and like skull is basically igor and uh, yeah like i i want this also 
Yeah, um, like the idea, like just the basic idea of Bulk originally thinking, well, I'll make a monster to lure the Power Rangers, and then get so, getting so carried away with the making monsters part that he kind of forgets about just like learning the identities of the Power Rangers. Right. Do you, do you think we could like slip into like the Netflix stream like they do with the book and like change things around and, <laughs> and kind of make the show? Um, how we we want can, it? but you have to be very, very careful because it's very easy to fall into another show. And I don't think I'd handle being in like Bojack Horseman. Oh, God. Oh, no. Careful. So uh, we cut back up to the moon. There, uh, I it, love Rita and Zed's heart shaped goblets. Heart shaped so goblets good. with They're steam heart-shaped? coming I out didn't of notice. them. Oh, my God, they are. Yeah. This, this is like leftovers from their wedding. It's like. Yes. It's super cute. Uh, it's and they're probably like, literally leftovers from the wedding. Yeah, and they're like, man, our plan is going so great. Also, whoever thought Bulk and Skull would play right into our hands, and I'm like, I kind of, it's kind of weird that you, like, watch them. <laughs> I mean, because you're just watching Bulk and Skull, okay, no, like, this all is, the time. I mean, this, this has come up before. There was uh, that one where they were at the beach or whatever, and Zed was watching Bulk and Skull flail around in the water for absolutely no reason other than they are hilarious to watch. Oh yeah, that's right cuz he was literally like, "Boy, this is a good time. I do I do like these morons." <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> um so they're like, it's so fuck- need- I'm sorry. I, we ought, we probably ought to dwell on this for a second. It's fucking weird that like the evil overlord of of this like show like he just had as a hobby likes watching the school bullies that like sometimes hang out with his arch nemeses to be fair they're pretty entertaining <laughs> right they're just f- he well it kind of makes sense also like, how many times past- how many times have bulk and skull been like the wild cards in a plan where like they happen right. to be somewhere and like interfere like they cross paths with the Rangers enough that like at some point Zed must have just been like I'm gonna also watch these guys, uh, a because like occasionally they interfere with my plans and b I don't know they're pretty funny, <laughs> so yeah um he's like well it's a good thing we needed because we needed a monster and now they've got one ready to come to life it won't but we can zap it and then it will. <laughs> Dude, um, does do, do they like? I, I realize you guys have like covered up this a lot in the series, but d- does Lord said like need to really think of a monsters? Cause like he can just like point in random directions and like sofa monster. We theorized earlier that um like really early on when Zed was first introduced and we're trying to figure out how the fuck his stuff works, is that like he he his more he's more of an imagination thing where he has to think of it becoming something. So I think if he has like a writer's block sort of scenario where like I just can't think of what to make this monster out of, like I think now, he just can't do it. I don't think he can just fire indiscriminately and whatever he well, zaps will just become a monster. Yeah, I mean, and like they do establish that he needs to zap, except for that one time when he used a picture. It has to be like an actual object in the world that he can turn into a monster. Oh yeah, but he's got he's twice. got the. He's got the whole world, though. He's, like, no-scoping from the moon. Right, yes, all of these right. But, 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 I think, but I think there has to be intent behind it. And, like, have you ever... It's like a paralysis of choice thing, I think, where, like, sometimes it's like, God, what could I... There's so many things I could do, and I can't think of any good ideas for any of them. What would this monster be? Ugh. Sure. So, a turkey monster, an artist, of course. To be fair. Yeah. So, Zed is, like... 
uh, oh, my dear, after we destroy the other rangers, let's go shopping. And I was like, what? What is happening? <laughs> he, he tells Rita he's going to give her the, the crown jewels of Europe. Which, which that's not, that's not, okay, yeah, a there's thing. a lot to pick apart there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's not a so, monarch of Europe. Um, the crown <laughs> jewels are, so maybe there isn't in the Power Rangers world. I, I, I mean, I guess this is establishing that Europe still exists, I guess. Um, sure. Some Austral B, that's less. That's less shopping and more heisting. <laughs> well, he's being <laughs> clever. I do like the implication that Zed doesn't really understand how Earth works at all, though. Oh yeah, no, uh, that that does make sense. I prefer to think of it like a the, like the Mostro problem, where like now that Zed said that there's royal jewels of Europe, there just is now in the story. <laughs> that's, just, that's just how it is. Like we have no other evidence. I'm to imagining say otherwise. them like like Zed and Rita going down to. Europe and like, like th- then there's this photo album of like there's Zed and Rita in front of the Eiffel Tower. Here's God, Zed, yes. Zed and Rita in front of uh in front of Big Ben, and it's like I want that, that man, so much. Give me, give me this Rita Repulsa like marching down the streets of uh, London, demanding to see the uh, king or queen of Europe. <laughs> oh, and remember yeah. this year, this is when we went to Oktoberfest. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Zed and Lederhosen. That would be so great. Uh, oh, man, give me the <laughs> moon crew trying to do a boot. You, you, yes. you can see in the background, like, Goldar carrying, like, 80 k- bags for them. Yes. 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 yes, like the put-upon <laughs> butler, yeah. About Squatted Joe, Babu about trying what? to take that photo op where you where you act like you're holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa, but they don't yes. quite get it right. I love the uh, I love like the idea of Goldar at Oktoberfest doing that thing where he holds like way too many mugs of beer at the same time <laughs> <laughs> to give to his his master. I guess so. Okay, uh, at this point they're like, yeah, we're gonna win. It's gonna be great. Um, we cut to the command center, uh, and oh no! Wait, first we cut to the uh, uh, the rangers who are in the snow. And yeah, Kimberly like, almost okay. gets crushed by a rock. It's it's good. Yeah, and they're like, "How are we gonna uh, make our morphers work?" Uh, the monster throws a giant rock at them. Um, also, whoever was like dropping the fake snow, or I guess it might be a digital effect, but um, on the close up of Tommy, they're just pouring it. Yeah. Um, we cut to the command center and they're like, why aren't they morphing? And Billy's like, hypothermal malfunction. The morphers is too cold, y'all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, then we cut back down and, uh, the, the snow starts coming like even more and they're like, what's happening? And they're like, oh, it's an avalanche, which is how, how, how av- av- avalanches work. Which is it snows hard. That's what an avalanche is. Well, right? I mean, <laughs> it maybe like it's snow falling off the mountain, but even then, I don't. Where's the mountain? Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just off screen. There wasn't going to gonna be an avalanche until they made a lot of noise shouting about an avalanche, which triggered an yeah, avalanche. Yeah, exactly. It's just so silly. Like I, I really like. Okay, well, I will say this in defense of the uh, avalanche thing. When the monster first showed up, they were doing a screen-shaking thing. Like, he was stomping around so hard, the earth was oh, shaking. okay. So it is possible they're trying to imply the monster is causing an avalanche or summoning an avalanche. What, what caused the avalanche is the monster face-planted. 
Yes, which, with, yes, with yes. that mask is actually kind of an impressive stunt. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're right. He tries to charge at them, and they get out of the way, and he like runs into a rock, and then the screen starts. Yeah, shaking that was that like was a load bearing rock. Like that's <laughs> directly on top of a fault line. <laughs> that's really funny. Uh so dumb. <laughs> so did we talk about the way the rangers don't just, like, run away from the incredibly slow monsters, that there's ice on the ground, and apparently they can't move more than, like, two feet a second? Because that's yeah, the explanation I mean, for there it. There isn't ice on the ground, it's snow. It's a difference. Maybe they just don't understand because they're Californians. Well, yeah, because <laughs> Tommy, I think, actually says, I don't know if it's in this part or the next part, he says, like, we can't get away because he it's says it in this too part. slow because of part. the ice. Yeah. Which, like... What? Okay. I mean, if you I were guess. driving, that might be the case, but no. Don't you understand? Feet don't work on snow. <laughs> you need you need uh you need uh chains. There's other feet. reason why you could be slowed down by snow. That's. I mean, Zach. That Zach. That is true. Like seven months out of the year, I can't literally cannot leave my apartment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it, if the snow was really deep, then yeah, it's pretty hard to walk through snow. Like, but it's like surface level. It's really fake snow and it's yeah. just silly, and that's the end of the episode. I mean, they cut basically, um, which it so okay. Continually in this show, and you'd think I'd have learned by now. I never. Zach, we don't expect you to ever learn. Thanks, buddy. Uh, (laughs) I never expect us to go off on the episodes that are nothing. And this is so a nothing episode, but like, we talked about it for a really long time. Remember the time we had an episode where literally half the episode was reused Zord footage and there was absolutely nothing to talk about about it. And we still ended up going like two hours just on the first 11 minutes. Yeah, (laughs) it's, it's, it's just weird. Like, I... When I watched this last night, I was like, man, this is fun, but it's nothing. And now that we've talked about it, like, I really like this episode, I think. It's stupid as hell. It's really dumb. I mean, to be fair, we talked a lot, but did we talk a lot about the episode? Well, okay, we, no, we just talked about, like, 9-11. It's such a Um, nothing, like, it's such a nothing episode. And, like, in terms of, like, this is all, like barely first act stuff yeah we don't we don't like there's no actual like action in this episode like we don't even get like a putty fight that's true you, there's you no fights in this yeah, episode there are no power rangers in this episode you yeah. could have like you could have easily have like thrown in a like a putty fight uh trying to save the toys and they fail to save the toys yeah that was, I, I thought that was what was gonna happen when they first they just first didn't they up, just took like, them with no fight it's yeah you're right. There's. I forgot about that. This is all set up, basically. I mean... I'm and, sure the payoff is going to be super worth it. Yeah, it'll probably be great. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what the payoff is. Yeah, neither do I. I, I believe it is a very long Zord fight. <laughs> so, Yay! Yeah. Wait, with what? These are not Die Ranger monsters. Okay, but, like, they made... They made the chubby chicken soup, right? Suit, soup, suit, right? And um, uh, like they have. Oh, that's they right. They have the, that's right. They have the Zord suits now. Never mind. I forgot. Yeah. yeah so do. there might actually be a fight. I'm excited. Nope. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I've looked ahead. It's 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 no. 
They don't it's use the Zord awesome. suits and we just fucking got, like, fuck off. It's badass. There's it's a really real sweet. chance there aren't any more Zord fights for the rest of the season. There's uh, a, I, I'd I, be upset, but the season has not been good for Zord fights. There, so. there is a Zord fight next episode. You just, like, it's not going to be for any of the monsters you think. Okay. Oh, right. I I fucking forgot. I watched both parts of this last night, and I fucking forgot. <laughs> I forgot about the chicken, and then I forgot about this. I thought oh, that was yeah. a really good fight, sign for but part I guess two. They don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's just okay. so weird that like they got the Zord suits finally, and I think they used them like three times. And one of those times is spoiler watch- alert. The Thunder Zords getting destroyed so that they can what? move to the next set of Zords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, that's whatever. This is that's the episode. It's it's fun. It's stupid. Like I'm a, the bad bad terrible special effects. Like you kind of need to see them to understand what we're talking about. It's pretty terrible. Um, but it's enjoyable. I mean, I, I liked it. I'm, I thought that this was going to be pure, like boring filler as they wait for the season to end basically. Um, but it's, it's a good time. But it's, it's wacky filler. It is confusing and just, like, I mean, the stuff with Skull is fun at least. Like this is probably the most Bulk and Skull have gotten to do in a while. The Bulk and Skull bits are good. Yeah, I enjoy those. And and also, uh, on a personal note, I so we we've got uh, like five episodes before this the movie now. Wait, hold on, one, two, nope, four, four left after this. Uh, and my wife was curious, so we actually watched the movie together. And boy. That's going to be fun, slash, that movie's really bad. <laughs> See, you've so, said that no. about a lot of movies that I love, and you've said a lot of movies I hate are good, so I don't know how much I trust you on this one. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll next week we'll have the conclusion. Um, Greg, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me. It was, uh, it was fun. Uh like uh, like Rag said at the beginning, you can check out his stuff over on Pop Arena uh, YouTube channel. Uh, do you have a Twitter? Hey, well, let, let him let him let him plug his stuff. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, yeah. go ahead, Greg. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a yeah. My YouTube channel is uh, Pop Arena. Um, updates about five videos a month. I have a Twitter account Pop underscore Arena, and yeah, that's shit. Um, unless you want to follow my Tumblr. You got a you got a Patreon, um, don't you? Okay. Do. Yeah, yeah, I I I am I am Patreon supported, so give yeah. Greg your fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna become a network wide thing, huh? Yeah I've, yeah. I've done it on other shows from other networks. Emily uh is our enforcer, by the way. Yeah. It's <laughs> just in case you didn't know. So <laughs> yeah, um so like I guess that's going to do it for us this week. I, I don't have a ton of questions. And also, also, if you're in a, like a giving mood, you can also give like Audio Entropy your money. We have a donation link on our website. Yeah, anything we get goes to just keeping the website up. I actually updated that so that if um you listen to any of the like 20 new shows we've launched in the last like eight months, you can actually mention that now. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, list was yeah. woefully outdated. And and also, um, 
now I, I think that's it actually yeah, yeah you can hear all the rest thing. of us like you know we could do our plugs but like just go just go to entropy.com you can hear the rest of us doing like the whole stuff. the whole reason we have a website is so we don't have to mention them all all the time yeah you go do that go check it out greg thank you so much for coming on if you'd like to come back for part two you're fully welcome to uh, yeah, we will also I, understand I why you will. might not want to. <laughs> I have, I have. Well, no, I have actually some some very uh, strong literary opinions on this two <laughs> this two parter as a whole. Already, so, fantastic! I can't wait on. for those. Sorry, it's, I've, I can't remember what was your name. Was it Greg or Greg or whatever? It's Greg. Fuck it. it's, it's, okay, Greg. it's Greg. Greg. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> Greg. Uh, Greg is apparently very passionate about shitty filler episodes. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I'm Those not, are the best ones not sure for why, us. But. So, um, so that's going to do it for us this week. So, uh, I'm sorry we turned you into a space barbarian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sorry. It's great. I wish I was a space barbarian. <laughs> uh, so come back next week. And until then, 14 years of attitude. I've been Zach. I've been Joel. I've been Matt. I've been Mike. I've been Emily. I've been Greg. <laughs> and may the power protect you always. I can't remember what I called him at this at the start of the episode, but it was really funny. It was like the one good joke I had. Was it? Was it a good joke? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Quantum physics can be fun. This is incredible. I've been looking for a copy for months. Hi, I'm Kimberly. I love fairy tales. An evil magician put a spell on Grumble and turned him into a grouch. And he has to deliver all these toys to the orphan children if he ever wants to be nice again. I've heard the story a hundred times. Oh my gosh, this book. Sometimes even the real world can make me feel small. But you can't measure yourself by the people or things standing next to you. There's always going to be somebody bigger or smaller than you are. The only way to really know how big and important you are is to look inside yourself. The things around you aren't nearly as important as how you see yourself. Some people say the best things come in small packages. Others say bigger is better. It all depends on how you look at it. See you next time. Butterfly in the sky I can go twice as high